Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. It's a marvelous night for a moon dance With the stars up above in your eyes A fantabulous night to make romance Neath the cover of October skies You know the leaves on the trees are falling To the sound of the breezes that blow You know I'm trying to please to the calling Of your heart strength that plays soft and low You know the night What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show Labor Day Monday, Monday, Monday. What's going on, everybody? Hope everybody had a great weekend. Enjoyed the uh, football. If you're a fan, obviously it was an interesting weekend. And, uh, of course, the uh, Notre Dame-Michigan game uh, was a pretty interesting game. And, of course, Appalachian State almost beat Penn State uh, 11 years to the day when they beat Michigan. And, of course... um, LSU kicked the crap out of uh, Miami of Florida, so uh, I guess the U is not the U that everybody thought they were. Uh, but, hey, it was a great, and we got a big game tonight, uh, Florida State and Virginia Tech, and the NFL starts this week as well, and that's where I'm headed to after the show is right to my draft. Uh, but in the meantime, as we've stated, uh, markets you know, are probably going to continue to drift higher. Uh, even though they are closed today, uh, from a PID standpoint, Globex, the electronic version, is open, and they were higher. So, you know, again, is there a reason to believe that they're not going to go higher? And the answer is no. There's no reason. There's there's no reason to believe that the rallies will not continue. Again, it 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 goes down to a very simple situation, and that is just this. Markets will drift higher in lack of anything else to do because there's always money flowing into the market. Very simple. Dull markets go higher. That's really it. It, As they say in Espanol, punto seguido, period, end of sentence. And and until that changes, there's no reason to think anything differently. You know, now again, it could change in a dime. Things can happen that can change that. But until they do, there is no reason to say the time is now. Okay. That's that's the thing. That's what we've said for, I don't know, the last couple of thousand points in the Dow is like, hey, we don't have to try to outguess what it is because if you do, you put yourself in jeopardy. And to put yourself in jeopardy is ridiculous because it doesn't make sense. So, you know, we had uh, the, the, the final... Uh, the the final uh, goodbye to uh, Senator John McCain, and you know, obviously, uh, have to have respect, and you know, it was a uh, in the military and, and did some good things, and of course, did some bad things. It just depends on where you look. But uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of the uh, of the political shots done at a eulogy. I just I, again, I have to wonder where we're going with all this. You know, it should be, whether you like somebody or not, those situations should not be that you're hoping that they fail because you don't like them. I just, I, again, I I find that to be somewhat troubling. Um, 
And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of the uh, of, of, of politics and hatred coming up at places that it has no business. I mean, hatred, you know, has no business anywhere, if, you know, in, in general theory. Uh, but certainly, uh, you know, you, you, you don't want to think that you want your country to collapse because you hate the guy that's in the in the office. And especially because he's only in the office for a maximum of eight years. Uh, I don't see the point below that. And as I've said many, many times, I did not like Barack Obama. Did not like him. But I never wished that he failed because I did not like him. I had wished that he had great success and left a good legacy. That is what you would always hope for because you always want that Hall of Fame president that does things that are good for the country. Okay, that's what we should be concerned about is are we improving? And and, and certainly, um, you know, I think that you know, things are better for many, uh, not for others. Uh, now, I, I don't think you can blame anybody for that situation except more or less the the monetary policy. Uh, you know, we, we here we are on Labor Day, and labor uh, is not getting paid more. You know, they are, they're 20 years behind in where money should be. Uh, you know, you, I can listen to the news and I can hear how great everything is. And it's nice to see people are working. I can't take that away. But from a pay, actual pay standpoint of higher paying, they are not. And I think that should be somewhat troubling. Now, again, we, we, we're we not looking to mandate because we don't want, you know, politics has no place in the workforce as to what somebody should be paid. Uh, but you would hope that, you know, the supply and demand uh, would would come forth and we would see a little bit of a rise in wages, especially with the record profits that companies are turning right now. You would like to see some of that money shared. But again, there because we came out of such a bad period of working and had such a, uh, a, a such a lack of participation rate, I think that now you, you're you're basically flooding the market with people that are looking to work, which is great, and great that people are getting to work. So that's a good thing. That's a good sign. But, of course, we now have to make it where, you know, we can create a demand for jobs. You know, remember, jobs, salaries and, and, and wages and things like that are, are no different than um, – they're no different – then buying products there, they are met by price discovery. Okay. That is how wages are established, just like anything else is established. Everything that we do is done via a price discovery model. Okay. So, right now, you know, let's say price discovery for uh, an hourly wage is probably somewhere in the $12 to $15 an hour range, depending on where you're going. Okay. But, you know, salaries, you know, probably, you know, just and, and I don't have any specific information, but watching my kids who both graduated over the last uh, two years uh, and now interviewing and looking at jobs, um, I would say that the 
price the the wages depending on the jobs are somewhere between forty to sixty thousand dollars a year for college graduates and the type of jobs that they took at the entry levels. Uh, and I know, obviously, for example, me, if I had to go back to work to a job, I couldn't go in at the entry level. Uh, who, the hell, who the hell would want me? You know, so my wages might be a little bit less, even though um, I'm more qualified. Because, again, the other thing you look at when you're hiring people is what can I get out of them over time? You know, that's one of the interesting things that we always have to remember is, you know, what is your lifetime value to a company if you if they can keep you and if you stay so those are just things to think about you know a little chatter for a for a labor day monday uh, you know nothing uh, nothing earth shattering but in the meantime this is the bubba show it is labor day and wishing everybody a happy labor day if you're off i know some of you are not and of course <laughs> it's it's it, for you it's labor working day but in the meantime this is the bubba show and of course don't forget to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. You can also get the Sporting Edge there. And, of course, I want to remind you to get Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free. All you have to do is go to bubbatrading.com, and there's a little box that pops up, and you can join uh, join and get this update for free every day. It's a three- to five-minute video. And, of course, don't forget tomorrow I'm doing a hedging webinar at uh, 4.30 Eastern. If you'd like to get onto that, just go to BubbaTrading.com and there's a link for you. You can sign up for that. In the meantime, this is The Bubba Show. We're going to step out of a break. We'll be right back with more on the Labor Day Monday. The Bubba Show. Todd Bobbohorowitz will we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bobbohorowitz. It's time for the one, the only, the extremely talented Jane King, Lila Max Media, the Kaching Report. What's up, Jane King, on the road? Yes, on the road today, traveling through Kentucky and Indiana. So visiting some TV stations and getting a look at the crops right before harvest starts here soon. And how do they look? <laughs> I, they look I mean, everything looks great. Um, I mean, I was, back, I was here in July. Everything looks really good. I think they've had lots of rain. It's been kind of hot, but if you got enough rain, um, you know, it's the hot and dry that really bothers the corn, especially during pollination. It seems like we're going to have a nice big crop this year. Oh, that's that's good and bad, right? I mean, it depends where the break-even numbers are. But you know, are you so you, you drove from New York to Indiana? That's your that's your route. No, we flew. So we I, we flew from Indiana, uh, flew from New York to Lexington, Kentucky, visited mother-in-law. Kids, so I got to see Grandma, and then went to Louisville, spent the night in Louisville last night, so that was a nice town. Um, and now we're heading to Indianapolis and then on to Kokomo. Nice, Kokomo, Indiana. I, I, I had a plane that ran out of gas there once. But, <laughs> so as, as you travel through some farm country, uh, what did you think of, uh, of Trump's announcements on, on tariffs with China and the failing of the deal with the EU and all the other stuff? What, what, what did you think? Well, I mean, you know, I, I guess we never expected this to be smooth, right? I mean, when you're asking people to give up things that they've gotten used to for decades, they're going to fight. And, um, you know, it's like they're not just going to roll over and let this happen. I'm sure he knew that. I'm sure all the trade representatives knew that. This is going to take some time. Uh, nice to see that Mexico uh, reached a deal. Hopefully Canada can come along. Um, but China, um, I kind of thought maybe we were starting to have a break there in China and, it doesn't look like it. So China's standing firm. 
not a breakthrough, a breakdown. And, and of course, do you think that China's waiting for the uh, for the election to see if uh, if the if the Democrats unseat the Republicans in the House? I think they probably are. I mean, they're smart, you know, and here we are. We're only six weeks away. Um, so my guess is, I mean, they could probably hold off for six more weeks, see what happens, see if that happens to change anything, maybe give them more leverage in some way. And then, I mean, I don't imagine anything's going to get done between now and November 6th. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, you know, it, it, obviously it's a relationship thing, but I, I would think that uh, it doesn't really matter who wins. I mean, it could get stalled, but, you're, you know, their economy is really trashing right now, and they've got some pretty big issues. But, you know, what can I tell you? If they want to hold out, you know, the one thing about having central banks and, you know, around the world is they can print all the money they want, so I guess they can just devalue their currency a little bit more. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, and, and I guess I think they probably are like, you know what, it's worth waiting. I mean, they have a different kind of sense of waiting than we do, and they can wait and wait and wait. And, um, you know, you've got a, a leader of China who I, I think some people are upset, but he's basically a leader for life. And, you know, what are they going to do? Overthrow him? I mean, so he's like, well, you know, people are going to have to rough it up a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I think I think that's, you know, probably what he's doing, just hoping that everybody just kind of like uh, – you know, it goes along and six weeks will go by pretty quickly. Then we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, you know, I would have thought, you know, the grains would have been under a little bit of pressure this morning. But I think, as I said all week, they were kind of signaling that there wasn't everything wasn't so rosy because they, they're not down today. They're actually up today. And that would have surprised me normally, but I, I had said all week that there looked like to be some problems out there with this trade deals, and obviously there is, and, and we'll see what it works. But uh, the markets continue to go up, Jane. There's no, there's no stopping it. We had consumer <laughs> consumer confidence is a hundred what 138 percent or something like that, the highest since the year 2000. 18 18 year high. Um, yeah, you know I feel like, you know you and I have talked about this. Like people people say like the bull market's getting old. Okay, kind of started in whatever 2009 when we hit that low in March of that year. Um, but I think this is almost like a. I mean, it's a bull market for different reasons. I mean, we were in a bull market from 2009 to 2016 basically because of Fed money and easy money and low interest rates. Now we're getting into a different phase with less regulation. I mean, it's actually really what a bull market should be. I mean, companies that are able to hire, able to grow, able to expand, they can innovate, they can try new things. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think actually this could last for a while. Uh, well, uh, now I will say this. The last time confidence was as high, which you said was 18 years ago. Remember what happened 18 years ago, right? <laughs> as dot-com bust. Right. Live through it. Yeah. <laughs> and and aren't aren't you saying I mean I know you don't watch the tape like I do but aren't you saying I mean these stocks are now starting to explode you know and and gaps up you know these big it's, it reminds me a lot of the trading from the 90s uh because and again I'm not you know I'm long term I'm a long term bull right I I know the markets go up 8% year over year but I, in the short term here I think they're getting a little bit frothy and I'm not saying that we're going to get a, coll- a crash or a collapse but certainly it wouldn't surprise you would it surprise you if the markets fell apart well, it wouldn't surprise me if tech companies started to kind of get some more realistic to them. I mean, Amazon, you know, Apple, trillion dollars. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, Amazon just seems to, like, go up a lot every day. I mean, it's been leading the NASDAQ higher. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we'd see that shift. Now, I kind of thought that for the year. I mean, because tech led the stock market last year. You know, and here we are, like, into the fall, almost, and tech's still leading the market. So it's a bit surprising how long it's lasted. So I wouldn't be surprised to see the leadership 
shift a little bit. Don't know exactly where it would go. I mean, I look at some some of these industries that have been really hit hard. I mean, it might be industrials. It might be, um, you know, energy. Um, Lila but, Max Media. <laughs> I mean, Lila Max Media. Hey, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to ring that opening bell. Take so, the company public. <laughs> so you you will one of these days. So what what did you think about Trump's comments on Google and the the social media companies? You're in the, you're in the media, and I know you're you're a very fair and equal reporter. So what did you think of yeah. his comments about Google and their algorithms and how they report the news? Well, you know, it's interesting. I don't know enough about how algorithms work, but I I know that they can be tweaked to emphasize certain things. Um, to put up certain things, like I know businesses will pay extra to have their um, company show up first when you do a Google search for Chevy dealership or whatever it is. Um, so, you know, it wouldn't surprise me. And Silicon Valley is um, very liberal. I mean, it's, I mean, look at, you know, Google, the, the employees protested because there was a Department of Defense contract over drones. It actually would have ended up saving lives in the long run, but Google had to eventually drop that. Um, you know, and they've, there's just, you know, Facebook, uh, you know, there's been a lot of like people complaining at these companies about the culture there and how you can't even be a conservative. I mean, you can't even say something like, well, I think Trump has some good ideas. I mean, and you're just immediately like shunned. So, um, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if there's some people kind of doing some shenanigans uh, within some of these companies to limit uh, some conservative viewpoints. I agree. Listen, you know, when they can tell me when I have to open up my, even my hotmail account and they flash in, you know, a, uh, an ad that I, that uh, something that I bought, you know, I, I think they can do anything. I think that's the problem with that. Yeah. It's not a problem, but that's with technology. You know, we don't all have that complete understanding, but they can pinpoint, I think just about anything. And the, the lastly, you know, obviously there's been a little bit of talk about Facebook and, and some of the, I guess, conservative people that work for Facebook feel pressured. And, mm-hmm. and what do you think of all that? Yeah, no, I think it's true. I mean, I totally get it. I mean, I live in New York. It's like, you know, it's, you can't really, you know, you can't even say in New York, like, I think he's doing some good things on trade or whatever. Um, I mean, or you're just looked at like you've got three heads. I mean, you can't even like, give them a fair shot. It's, it's really crazy. Like, because I, I think anybody who's a fair person would re, would understand that, well, there have been some people who haven't participated in this and let's be fair about that. And he, you know, you can't even say that to most people in New York. I mean, you know, you, you talk about a conversation, coming to a complete halt at a cocktail party, try saying something like that. Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 Jane King, yeah. Lila Max Media, the Kitchen Report. Thanks so much. Have a great Labor Day weekend. Be Thanks, safe son. and say hello to the whole family and push on those farmers. Tell them to get those crops out of the ground. Have a great weekend, my dear. All right. I'll get some scoop on what they think. Thanks. And that was our friend Jane King from Lila Max Media and the Kitchen Report on this Monday, Labor Day. And of course, She's out doing our, our farm reporting, getting us ready, and she'll report in uh, next week and, and, and give us a hand with all that. But uh, in the meantime, I am having a hedging webinar tomorrow at 4.30 Eastern time. If you would like to get that link and participate for free, all you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com and you can get the, the uh, you can sign up for it. While you're at BubbaTrading.com, just do yourself a favor and sign up for my daily update, which is also free. And you can get my opinions on the markets at the end, at the close, and then what I expect for the next day. So make sure you check it out. And don't forget to download the Bubba Show each and every day 
at libertytalk.fm. You can also get the Sporting Edge each and every weekend. And I know the boys were on fire over the weekend on football, so make sure you check it out. In the meantime, we will step out here for a break, and we'll be back with more of The Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horowitz, The Bubba Show. We'll be right back. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Chalady, the cow guy, as seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bub at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. Anyway, so my thoughts for the week, as I always like to share, new highs. Well, oh, gee, shocking. We said there'd be new highs. And again, I think we continue to go up until the Dow makes a new high. You know, you can look at Dow theory. I don't look at all this stuff, but the transports are on new highs, uh, which if the Dow theory is if, if the Dow gets new highs, then, then the market's going to continue to go. Again, I'm not saying it's not. I, I just know there's... A, a, a sell-off coming at some point. When? I don't know. No idea. Not an opinion. Don't care. We'll continue to be patient and wait. When will volume come back? You know, everybody's targeting, you know, this week, right? Labor Day's over. I don't think it'll be back so fast. Okay, this looks to me like the retail buyers are buying. Okay, this looks to me like the big, the big buyers are not in. They are selling. Okay, but they're not selling too fast because I like to use as my example. They're the world champion boxer trying to carry you for a couple of rounds. Let everybody get in. Hey, I know you're in for Vegas, baby. I'm excited about that. You know, you can check my blood pressure. Bring your metal. I know you're not bringing a laptop, but bring your medical bag just in case you want to check me out. You know, see me under stress. Uh, so, you know, one will come back. I don't know. You know, again, there's no announcement. The markets don't make an announcement. But the, the way I see it, underneath the surface of the market, the professionals, the insiders are all selling. Okay, now they're not selling heavily because we're not going down. It's to me, they're just kind of carrying the market a little bit. And, and we'll see. Again, I might be wrong. I, I'm, that's what I'm telling you. There's no reason to get too excited. Trade wars will settling. Now, I guess I should have said, <laughs> didn't do such a good job typing there, but... You know, we, already, we saw Mexico come aboard. Canada's going to come aboard. Listen, we 75% of Canada's business goes through the United States. So, you, you, again, we do hold all the trump cards, pardon the pun. Uh, Labor Day week, and this is why you see what happened? We had some air, what we, what we call in the trade, air pockets. Okay, you saw an air pocket on Thursday when the deal fell by, but it just dropped on nothing. And then you saw late yesterday the big rally after the drop. 
and, and that's something, again, that we're always watching for. So that, that's what we want to understand about the market. Okay. How high can they go? Nobody knows. My only my only words are this. The trading pattern has, it looks a lot like uh, the 90s. Okay. When you start to see stocks like Apple all of a sudden going up 4 or $5 a day. Okay. Uh, now, again, I'm not calling the top. I'm just saying that those are things that I look at. But the, uh, to, to me, the biggest indicator here is the last time consumer confidence was this high was 2000. Okay. Well, what happened in 2000 and into 2001? We had a big meltdown. Now, again, does that mean that history is going to 100% repeat itself? No. But likelihood is, is pretty high. Okay. The likelihood, the, the likelihood looks pretty high, okay, for uh, for that to happen at some point. Again, we, we always get to a point in markets, okay, we always get to a point where it becomes monopoly. And then it's just a question of when is the game going to end. And we'll see. Again, I'm, I'm not predicting anything, okay. I'm predicting that uh, if I'm alive, I'll be in Vegas. That's what I'm predicting. Stroh has completely screwed this stuff up, consistent. With last three years' performance, Canada has to give supply management on daily and eggs in, in some aspect. China will eventually come down. Right. That's why I agree. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we own we own the, 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 the story. They can't. We can survive without anybody. We're very self-sufficient. So, you know, would it mean higher cost? Well, you know, and you look at the whole perspective of what, what, what we have here anyways. I mean, you've got the Fed meddling and, and dealing with costs anyways. I mean, I think I gave this example out last week, but I'm going to do it again anyways because I think it bears repeating. In the year 2000, we had a $6 trillion deficit spent, you know, uh, debt. The debt service on that was $500 billion a year. The deficit today is, let's say, $21 trillion. The debt surplus on that is only $625 billion. Okay? So the debt is tripled, but the debt service is only going up 25%. Now, we know that that can't last forever. We know that at some point, and, and of course, that will be the, 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 the goofy, the goofs at the Fed will turn it around. So we'll see. As of every week, this will be in. It's better to wish you were in a trade than to wish you were not. Okay, so we talked about this a little bit last week. Learn to roll. Now, again. There, this was not an automatic roll this week, depending on which position you had on. The closest I saw, and again, I don't watch it every second, but maybe 75 delta, you might have been able to roll. Till, and the question earlier was, do you always roll? You know, you can make a decision sooner. You don't have to wait. You're not giving up that much of an edge, okay? The edge you give up when you roll, okay, is very simple. Okay, When you roll... Okay, if I have, I'll use the spiders, which is what we have. So if I have the spiders, okay, and so I've got on the uh, the September 21st, and let's say I had on the original trade, the 287.50, so now I want to roll it up to the, the 291, let's just say. So I want to sell a vertical because I'm selling the one I own, I'm, I'm buying one out, so I'm going to go to 291. Because I can get about a 246 credit for that. Okay. Actually, let's do it right to the money. Let's just make one little adjustment because this will be naturally it's not trading. When I, when I need something, it's not trading. Okay. So we'll have to do the 291. 
Okay, so who knows how much edge am I potentially giving up here if I roll this trip at, at, that, at these numbers? Does anybody know? And does anybody know what I'm talking about? Because I don't always make it as clear as possible. So if you understand how much am I potentially giving up of potential? Okay. Okay, dollar. All right, so let's look at it. The difference in the spread, if I take 291 and subtract 287.50, is how much? 3.5, right? Three and a half dollars? Okay. I'm getting 246 for something that could be worth three and a half dollars. Now, today, it's only worth how much? 287, 290.31 minus 287.50, okay, which is how much? 281. So I'm giving up, it's worth 281 today. I'm only getting 246 for something that's worth 281. So I'm giving up a small edge to do that. But of course, the reason why do I do it that way? Well, because if I do it that way, I'm rolling my risk, okay, because I'm taking back 246 credit. So if we put that straddle on for $6, okay, I've now just reduced my overall exposure by $2.46. They still have they still have value. So if I take two forty six plus two twenty five plus one sixty seven, what does that add up to? Okay, I probably should do the math, make it easier for everybody. Okay, <laughs> so it's three forty and uh, three forty and two forty six. So that's five eighty six. So basically. At all the numbers right now, with the iron condor expiring worthless, everything gives me right now that I'm slightly profitable on the trade if I roll. Now, if it didn't roll, obviously, I'm up a little bit more because the straddle is higher than when I bought it. And I'm only using, again, I'm only using the 28750 because that's the one that we originally recommended. So it doesn't matter. They're all going to be somewhat profitable. They're all going to be somewhat the same. Okay. So that's the edge that you gave up on the roll. But you, you obviously you have to give up something to get something. So right now, if I do nothing, I've got 472 versus worth of risk. But if I roll it up, I've taken 246 of that 472 and put it in my pocket, and then I've got a dollar 73 worth of risk. Okay, that's why we roll. Now the the 50 to 80, and it could be 50 to 75, it could be 50 to 72. That's really kind of up to the individual. That's why I kind of wrote it that way, and that's why I want to explain it a little bit more. Today, while we're here, it's there's nothing. It doesn't make you wrong if you roll it up to less, okay? Because again, you're just taking something off the table. But the decision should come, okay? If you're going to make the roll and you're going to, you know, kind of change some of the dynamics, which is fine. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But what you should do is that then you should then tie in the phases of the market, okay? What is the market doing? Is the market reaching a resistance level? My call is only, I can only roll, the call I own or the put I own is only at a 70 delta, okay? But is the market reaching a support if it's the put side or a resistance if it's the call side? Does it, does it, does it make sense via the market to roll earlier? Because again, the reason, the only reason that we roll is why? It's to, to lock up money and protect profits. Even accounting for currency exchange, cost of living in USA, 25% cheaper than in Canada and housing far cheaper. Supply management only probably sent it to those mostly in Quebec. 
This has reduced this mantle cost of dairy and eggs goes down significantly for 36 men Canadians more of the poor. This is how the brain dead Trudeau is. That's true. <laughs> and we'll come back with more of that after the break. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And remember to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm, the only station you need. You can get the Bubba Show and the Sporting Edge there on the weekends. And, of course, uh, don't forget about our hedging webinar tomorrow. If you'd like to be a participant, it's for free. You can go to bubbatrading.com and, put your, and, and sign up for it, uh, the, the link. And also, while you're at bubbatrading.com, Sign up for the daily update and make sure that you're getting tomorrow's newspaper today and uh, getting that three to five minute video I sent every day. In the meantime, we're going to step out here for break and we'll be back with more on this Labor Day Monday with the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. We're coming right back after the break. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. Welcome back to Bubba Show on this Labor Day Monday. It's uh, markets are higher today in the Globex. So that's when you, why the reason you roll is to reduce risk and basically put yourself in the same position. Because remember, the 71 Delta call that you own today, okay, if you roll it to a 50 Delta, okay, the 71 can only go to one and the 50 can still go to one. Eventually, it will catch up, but that little bit of an edge that you gave up to do the roll is always going to be part of what you of, of making a little bit less. Okay, but again, because we're in a money management business, we sometimes are we'd rather lock up the profits and make a little bit less than sit there and wait for them to slam us in the head. Okay, um, selling spreads against open positions. We talked that again last week, but I want to repeat this: the selling of spreads is fine. Okay, that's what we're doing right now. We're selling iron condors against a straddle. Okay, but if you have a long call or a long put, you can sell the put spread. You're, what you're really creating is a covered call or a covered put, basically. Okay, and you're just you're, you're you're accounting for variables that can happen. Okay, without taking the the opportunity for a massive win. Okay. Well, the delta is, is 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 not is always the same. Okay, it's a good question, but the delta is always the same. Okay, delta starts at the money, so when you go to the at the money, it's always going to be fifty. Okay, here fifty and forty nine, but they're both fifty. It's at the money. Okay, it's got the numbers across have to add to one. Okay, that's all. That's that's number one. So if I'm short the put, okay, and the market's going down, well, the delta on my put is going up. Okay. So the delta is always the same. The delta is a mathematical formula that equate that which go, always goes back to what I say is that all options are related to every other option. Okay, that's where the whole liquidity issue comes in. That's where it all comes into play. But they're all this whole thing is a model. This option it relates to this option. This option relates to this option. Okay, and it goes back to the boxes and all the other stuff that we talked about. But you don't you don't have to figure anything. The machine will tell you. But again. You know that that the at the money option is always fifty, either minus fifty if it's a put or plus fifty if it's, if it's a call. So when we buy an at the money straddle, that's known as delta neutral because you're buying fifty, you're selling fifty, that makes you even. So your only risk there is time to kill. Controlling emotions. This is part of money management. This is part of the next message because we're getting the patience as well. You know, it's, it's obviously a very frustrating business, okay, especially when there's nothing going on, 
you know, and then you, you, you see a quick move and you didn't take it and then you get yourself pissed off and you, you decide not to put your stop in or you decide not to do something. Okay. It happens all the time. Listen, you won't be the first person that ever happened to it. You won't be the last person. Okay. But this is where you have to, these are the things you have to work on in this business. First of all, your emotions, your emotions. Now, I'm as subjective as anybody to get involved emotional. As, as smart as I am about it and as much as I know about it, I still listen. I I did it yesterday, okay? I, I, I was yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday, okay? I was prepared. I was short in the morning. I had to go to a meeting, okay? So I had to put in a, a, a tighter stop because I couldn't manage it myself. Sure enough, they stopped me out, and immediately the market tanked. And boy, nothing pissed me off more than that, okay? Well, naturally, what do you think I did? I logged in on my phone, and I made another trade, which I turned into another loser because I was pissed off. And that's, again, the business says that you have to control the emotions. Okay? It's easier said than done, but it's something you have to work on all the time. One of the reasons that we used to go, always go out and play golf in slow times is because you weren't involved. You weren't paying attention. I was worried about what I was gambling on the golf course, not worried about what was going on in the markets. Okay? And that's always something that that we have to focus on, okay, is to control those emotions because emotions will get the best of it. Okay, patience, right? Everybody wants to be bearish. Everybody thinks the market's going down. And, and again, bearish is obviously always a better way for a quick buck, right? The markets go down a heck of a lot faster than they go up. But... The key is, is that, as we always say, markets tend to drift higher more often, okay? But you have to be patient enough to wait for it. You know, remember, and this is something that is important. If you're the first one in, if you get in first to be short the market when it starts to go down, I guarantee you that you will not capitalize fully on that move. Why? Because it'll break hard and you will then take your profit and, of course, then it will rally, and you'll go to yourself, well, geez, the markets, the, the dips are in. I can buy them here. And, of course, you'll start buying them, and, of course, they'll go, they'll fall apart. You want to be in on the second leg, okay? We don't want to catch the first move down. I mean, it's not, look, if, if it sets up right, you know, with a blow off in a short term, we catch part of the move. But our objective on a longer term move is to catch the next leg up and look for it to fail. So far, we have not seen any failures of the market, which is why we're not short. Because every time it goes up, even if it, when it sells back down, it comes down to support and takes off again. And that's we're looking for the failure of the second rally up. That's the, the key and the importance of being patient to wait for it. You know, it's been so quiet that we forget how, how well we did during the end of January, February, and March when it was active. Okay, and what you do is you end up cutting your losses or your your profits short because they happen, and you're trying to outguess the market. If you let the market come to you, and you you're patient enough to wait for the move to happen, then you will be in much better shape. Okay, that's the whole this whole business is about emotions and and patience. Okay, and again, I've lived through it with traders. I've I've seen. I don't probably, seriously, I've probably seen 3,000 traders come and go on the floor when I was a floor trader because they couldn't control 
their their emotions, and they could they could never be patient enough. They had to be in. They had to be traded. Okay. And sometimes it just doesn't pay to be traded. And that's what you have to be focused on when you're looking at this. Are you saying? And that is again the the lesson. For today, Labor Day, is you need to learn to be patient enough to watch the markets without having to feel that you have to participate. I mean, you know, again, I know there's people trading today in the electronic market, which is not a problem, but you still have to be patient to wait for the kind of move that you're waiting for. Uh, you cannot try to outguess or outsmart the markets because, again, if you do... Guess what happens? You end up in that they say is in the toilet. Okay. And and again, we don't want to be in the toilet. We want to make this into a a, a reasonable uh, business. Okay. And allow ourselves to create those opportunities when they come. And until you can do that, you will continue to struggle in this business because you win some, lose some, and that's always what I hear, win some, lose some. Well, you need to develop consistency of what you're trying to do, and consistency is about trying to repeat the same process over and over again, okay, which is something that you need to be always focused on because at the end of the day, it's consistency, okay? And, and and consistency in trading and in pattern is more important than anything else because, again, yes, there will be losing trades in some of the patterns, but eventually, if you're in the right probability model, you'll be in great shape. In the meantime, to all of you, happy Labor Day. I hope it was a great day for you, and we'll see you back here tomorrow on Tuesday. This is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. And, of course, don't forget to, to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And don't forget about our high school program, uh, highschoolinvesting.com. If you'd like to help us out, go to patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, forward slash Bubba Trading, and help us out. We'll see you back here tomorrow, same time, same station. Again, have a great day, everybody. Thank you so much. This is The Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz, and we will see you tomorrow. 